come. Walk down the winding path. Don't mind the spooks and monsters. They stay hidden within the trees. There are mysteries in this world that you need to know, and paranormal truths that need to be told. Come, step up into the caravan while we share tales of old, as well as new accounts about things you thought only existed in your nightmares. Yeah. So you want to talk about ghosts? <laughs> I do, of course. I'm excited. Well, I know. Well, so I, you know, have a couple different, you know, stories that happened to me. Um, well, first, you know, I I was living in Arizona for a while, and um, I went to the Copper Queen. Have you ever heard of the Copper Queen? No, I haven't. Okay, it's a hotel in Bisbee. Mm-hmm. I got really intrigued. Um, it wasn't far from where I lived, and I read a whole article about it being, um, you know, filled with ghosts. And so I was like, uh-huh. wow, it would be cool to stay there. So mm-hmm. um, in February uh, 2009, um, I planned a weekend, and I specifically, you know, asked the hotel, you know, um, what room would, is had the most activity. Yeah, I'm a glutton for uh, <laughs> scariness. Oh, so my they, goodness. They rec- I know. They recommended um, a room called the Ju- Julia Lowell room, and mm. they said that that one had the most activity. So I said, if it's available, I'll take it. It was, and so they booked it. So I, w- I was pretty nervous when we were going up <laughs> there because I didn't know what to expect. Right. But um, the hotel itself, is very unique because it was built in um it it was started in 1898 it Mm. was built by belts dodge mining company and it didn't get completed till 1902 so there's a lot of history there and um it's a 48 victorian style roomed um hotel so they Mm. and they built it specifically for um investors and dignitaries um so they have yeah, so they had a lot of um, traffic of a lot of famous personalities that stayed there. So, um, and each room is like different. Each um, room is like Victorian style, and they all have private baths, and um, they're all a little bit different. So, anyway, the Julie Lowell room actually, the ghost hunters um, filmed an episode there. Oh. And um, they have the DVD in that room so you could watch it. (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) So we, I watched it and um, that guy, I think his name was Zach. Is that the guy that was in Ghost Hunters? Maybe. It sounds familiar. Yeah, I think his name was Zach. Well, he was, (laughs) there was a scene that totally freaked me out that he was (laughs) laying on the bed and she, um, this Julia Lull actually committed suicide in mm. um, the Copper uh, Queen Hotel. Wow. And it, they said that the reason she quit, committed suicide is because she was a prostitute. Ooh. And she used the hotel uh, for her clients. And apparently, the story goes, is that she fell madly in love with one of her clients. And that mm. when she told him that she, that she loved him and wanted to be with him, he didn't want to see her anymore. She took her 
yeah, so she took her own life at the hotel. So that's um, the story on her. And so throughout the years, I guess, hotel uh, staff and people that stay near that room on the third floor have seen, like, apparitions of females and, you know, dressed in Victorian. And they Mm -hmm. assume that it's her. And they also hear female voices and and apparently she likes to play around with the men, like goof around with their feet and stuff. <laughs> well, in the DVD, and they he was sleeping on the bed, Zach, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you see the blanket being pulled off of him. Really? No- oh. Yeah, there was nothing around him. Mm. And all on the, I know, DVD. And and actually, when I saw that, I was like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't, we shouldn't be staying in this room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah, that's like really intense activity to to be at that yeah. point where you could actually move something that much. Oh, exactly. So um, anyway, so we were in the room and I was kind of like, I didn't go to sleep, but obviously <laughs> yeah. um, I kept like trying to stay awake and. I didn't really see any activity in the in the evening, but mm. something weird happened in the morning, mm. and I it was very strange. My um, husband um, was in the shower, and I told him that I was going to go downstairs and get some coffee for us and bring it up. So while he was in the shower, I went downstairs. I came back upstairs, and both faucets. In the kitchen, it was a double sink. We're running. I'm like, oh, wow. why? And I was like, why? Why did he have the faucets running? <laughs> so I'm like, uh, um, excuse me, Andy. I go, why did you turn on the faucets and leave them running? He goes, I didn't do that. I thought you did that. I go, oh I my gosh. <laughs> he goes, oh come on, you're kidding me. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I was downstairs getting coffee. <laughs> Just like creeping me out. I'm like, how did those faucets get on? I, I was like, I had a look oh. in the hallway too to see if there was like a maid or something that came in and was playing a joke, but there was nobody in the hall. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty freaky. Uh, yeah, apparently that hotel has like three three different ghosts in it. You know, mm. there's um, an older gentleman, I guess, who has long hair and a beard, who um, guests can um, smell the aroma of his cigar. Oh wow! Before you see him. And then that Julia Lull, um, you know, been mm-hmm. seen supposedly. And then I guess there was a little ki- a little boy that apparently mm-hmm. drowned in the San uh, Pedro River. That oh. you know, I guess guess um, you know of her giggling in the halls and stuff. Oh wow! But uh, yeah, so it, it was pretty cool. It was a it was a cool experience, and um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and it was it was room three fifteen. So if anybody wants to go to Bisbee, it's room three fifteen. So yeah, so it was a lot of fun. And then my second experience mm-hmm. were after I came back, I told the my two teenagers about you know what happened. And of course, they were like so intrigued. They're like me. Mm-hmm. They're like, we want to go to another ghost thing <laughs> like that. So I wow. I went on the I know. When I went on the internet, um, I looked up um, haunted hotels in the Arizona area. Well, what came up was uh, the Jerome Grant Hotel. 
and that's in Jerome, Arizona. Mm -hmm. So I asked them if they wanted to go there, like in July, and stay the weekend and do a ghost tour because um, they have ghost tours up there for the weekend. That's cool. And I know. So um, I was, like, all excited, and they were all excited, so I booked it. And so we went up there, and the history of the Jerome Hotel, I don't know if you know anything about it. Mm-mm. Okay, well, it was originally a hospital. It was oh. called the United, Ver- <laughs> yeah, it was called the United Verde Hospital. So right there in itself, you know that there's a lot of, you know, deaths involved, because there was back in, you know, that time period, there was so many different you know, things going on. It was like in in the 1900s where they had so many diseases that a lot of people were dying. So about 9,000 people died in that hotel, in that um, hospital before it became a hotel and they closed it. You know, they closed the hospital. And then it set, I know, then it set empty for many years, like an empty building until this um, father and son and a brother opened, you know, bought it from the, from, believe it or not. Now, this I found really weird because I just found out this little piece of history, is that the hotel in Bisbee was built by the Phelps Dodge Mining Company. The hospital was owned by the same company, the Phelps Dodge Corporation, which I find kind of weird. So, anyway, so the uncle and the uh brother and the son opened the hotel and it was boarded up for all those years. Um, They bought it in 1994 and they started refurbishing it. And when they started refurbishing it, they started hearing weird noises. They were hearing hospital like gurney noises going down hallways. Yeah. And they were like totally freaked out. But then they're like, you know what, what are we going to do? We can't, you know, we're going to open this hotel and, you know, tell people it's haunted. Well, that's when, you know, ghost hunting started becoming really popular. So what they decided to do was do the ghost tour. So what was so cool about this is that they really wanted you to document everything. So at the ghost tour, they hand you from the beginning of the ghost tour, like it starts like on Saturday. And they want you to keep all this equipment through, like, your stay, Sunday or Monday, when you're checked out. And they oh, want really? You to record, yeah, and they want you to record everything. Wow. And the, digital pictures, they give you a digital camera. They give you an EVP box. They give you an EMF meter. And once they go through the whole ghost tour, you get to keep that and go around the hotel and explore. And take pictures and do, like, you know, use the EMF and the EVP box. Yeah. And after that, when you turn it in, they take all your stuff and they download all the info and they put it on, they put it on a CD. And they want you oh, to go really? through and if you, yeah, if you see something, they want it documented because they want to make sure that it's documented that they have hauntings there. And so they, like, wow. have, a, like, a 300-page journal that, that is filled by all these people that have had different weird experiences. Now, I can't say that we had anything weird happen in our room, but we did, mm-hmm. I did have something weird happen to me when, after the ghost tour ended, 
mm-hmm. um, they told us, okay, you guys can go explore anywhere. Well, a couple weird things happened at that um, hotel when it became a hotel. There was um, a former caretaker before it was open, you know, bought and reopened up that stayed at the hotel so there was no looters. And he used to stay in the hotel by himself, but he was kind of, you know, like, kind of like the town, I wouldn't say drunk, but he would go (laughs) into town on Friday nights after he stayed all week at the hotel by himself. And mm-hmm. he would like tie one on, you know, and for all his life, you know, and the town wow. was so small, there was only one police officer who was the sheriff of the whole town. Mm-hmm. He, you know, knew him personally. And one night he didn't show up and um, everybody thought that was weird. So they were like, huh, I wonder what's wrong with mm-hmm. him. Maybe he's sick or something. Well, another week went by, nobody saw him. And then Uh-oh. the sheriff the next Friday night, he didn't show up again. So the sheriff's like, you know, I better go up and check on him. Mm-hmm. So he went up and checked on him. And he goes into the um, building and he's yelling out his name and stuff. And he, mm-hmm. I don't even know what his name was. But anyway, he was yelling out his name and he didn't hear him. He didn't hear him. And then all of a sudden he looks and the basement area on the first level where his room was. He sees him standing there, oh, and he's geez. like, "What are you doing?" And he's and he didn't answer. Well, he had hung himself, and his neck had stretched to the point he was standing. Yeah, very creepy. So, and then the the other weird story that happened that nobody knows, you know, how this even happened, was that. One of the, another, well, oh, yeah, the caretaker's name was Claude Harvey. He was the maintenance man. And then there was another guy um, that uh, was another um, person that was, like, taking care of the elevator. And he was working on the elevator in in 1935, and Mm -hmm. the elevator came down and crushed him. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, very weird stuff. But the fact that, you know, it was a hospital and there was over 9,000 deaths there through all oh, those yeah. illnesses mm-hmm. and different things that were going on. Wow. So there were so many different things going on there. But anyway, so my what happened to us was we got all our, you know, camera and EVP thing. And the hotel front desk guys, I asked him, I said, well, can we go back there where that Clarence guy hung himself and kind of explore that area? Now, there was no lights on back there. You know, there was just kind of like lighting from the hallway. And he's like, yeah, you can go back there. Just use your flashlight, you know, so you don't hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. And I I said, okay. So I was going back there, and I was going really slow because I was all freaked out because it was pitch black. (laughs) And I, right. I can feel my heart racing and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? This is kind of creeping me out. Maybe we shouldn't be back here. And <laughs> I, went because I was about to turn around and all of a sudden a computer screen and the desk like lit up. Gosh. Are you, he goes, are you there? And I looked at the screen and said, are you there? Oh, I went, my what gosh. The? And I go running out to the front desk of the hotel thinking that the, the guy at the front desk was playing a joke on me, you know, and like, wow. you know, 
make me scared, and he was out smoking a cigarette. And I said, oh, I go, did you just, like, go on the computer and come out running out here? And he goes, what are you talking about? And I go, well, the computer went on there in the room, and it says, are you there? He goes, oh, that must be Claude. He must be, like, playing with you. Oh, my goodness. And, like, you I go, come on, you you did that. <laughs> that wasn't him. He's like, I right. know, you're smoking cigarettes, my break. I'm <sighs> like, okay, that's weird. He goes, well, you better write that down in the book on the counter. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is too weird. Wow. Yeah, that was the experience. Well, geez, first off, you are much braver than I am <laughs> because, I mean, I went to that hotel, the McMinimins one that I had posted pictures of and that little video clip. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it was the um, Masonic home for the elderly. And, and then it got turned into the hotel. And it just doesn't have... When you walk in, it's there's kind of like a comforting feeling. But there's also that, like, old-fashioned feeling. And... I didn't know that it was haunted because it was a local place. So I've grown up going there and it was, I eventually learned when I was like 16, 17, that it had this haunted aspect to it. Well, McMinimins has a, you know, it it goes around and it'll buy buildings that it'll refurbish and they have Mm -hmm. that reputation of being haunted. I really... (laughs) To to go to a hotel that was part of something like a like a hospital, I think I'd be terrified to even visit during the day. <laughs> it I, it was really creepy, and it, what was really even more creepier was mm-hmm. reading the journals. You know, like the oh. notes that people took. You know, that things that happen, like, I just, Mm -hmm. I spent hours, like, sitting in there in the lobby just reading it. (laughs) I couldn't, like, tear myself away from it. Like, there was Mm -hmm. one uh, instance where a little girl had a teddy bear, and every time they went back to the room, it was moved to a different spot. And they thought it was the, they thought it was the cleaning person doing it, and the cleaning Uh person's like, no, I've never, I haven't even been in your room. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, I was like enthralled, you know, every like story. I'm like, oh my God, all these like things that happened here. I mean, <laughs> it was great. It was like really. Yeah. McMoon yeah. has a ghost log as well. And it's fascinating to, to read through that and to see what these other people are experiencing. And it's so interesting. One of the things that you're talking about was the scent of a cigar. One of the mm-hmm. things that they talk about with McMinimins is the scent of lavender, and they call her the Lavender Lady. Wow. It's, so it's amazing to me that hauntings can be a, like there's smells that go along with them. Yeah, that's so odd, isn't it? I, th- I find that so odd. Like, how do they actually do that? I mean, like, how does a spirit right. actually create a scent I that right. to me is really like how how would you even answer that that's just so bizarre well so. exactly because it's like in some way I guess I can justify the movement from maybe 
an energetic thing so that they're made of energy and then i mean if everything's made of energy then movement and you know that whole thing but scent that it just seems like it's a different world i don't know yes totally like it's a different like they're on a different plane Mm -hmm. that like i almost believe that well obviously your soul lives on and you're in the spirit world, but there's another realm to it, like, like another dimension for them to be able to like interact with our dimension. So, Mm -hmm. because I mean, I really am a firm believer in spirits and ghosts and things like that because they're unexplained. And so often you, you know, have a medium who can actually speak to them and stuff and have, you know, be a filter and they're there it's not like they're not talking to they're making it up, you know, because I mean, some mediums are fake, but for the most part, some of them are real and they can like hear those voices. I don't know what I would do if I actually heard voices. I think I would be like, I would like have to do an exorcism on myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, there was one time that, I mean, it just gives me chills to hear a whisper in my ear, and it was my name, and it was a man's voice. Wow! Nobody was there. I was I was by myself, and I I still it's just you know. And then I I think that I've mentioned this before on the show too that there was one morning that um my girls and I were asleep in my room, and we heard a man's footsteps. And I heard his voice, my husband's voice, say my name. And and it's just, it's the most hair-raising thing because it's it's as real as the chair that you're sitting in, you know? Right. But yet it's I not. <laughs> yeah, and it is. It's, it's really um, freaky. Well, I remember specifically, you know, that... Um, my grandmother, when she was close to passing, she was mm-hmm. in a, um, a hospice, and I remember going to visit her, and I remember she was still pretty lucid, but she was failing quickly, and um, I remember her saying to me, Kathy, she's like, who's the lady in the corner that keeps smiling at me? And I looked her oh my, my heart. And I look, and I'm like, I don't see a lady there. I'm like, I don't see anything there. I'm like, wow. I don't know, Grandma. I go, who do you see? And she he, she goes, I don't know. She goes, there's some lady in the corner, and she keeps smiling at me. Wow. And, I, and then I, just, I didn't know what to say, so I'm like, oh, I go, she's just, you know, making sure you're okay. I'm like, who's oh. over there? So I was like, I told my mom, I go, okay, mom, that was a little freaky. I go, I don't know if she was hallucinating or if there was really somebody standing in the corner. Wow. Well, yeah, that's amazing. It's yeah, a whole other world. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm so glad that I got to finally talk to you, you know, about all this little stuff. And I will tell you that me and my um, friend Aaron, we're planning a little uh, adventure. We're going to go to a place in Tampa called the Oakland Cemetery. It's supposed oh, to be wow. very It's in the middle of Tampa. 
And um, mm-hmm. apparently it's, you know, got a lot of old souls there, and supposedly oh. it's been it's haunted. So I will uh, let you know if I find um, any experiences. Yeah. Um, I'll make sure I bring a little recorder just in case, you know, anything <laughs> Yeah, happens. I was just going to say, definitely do a recorder, take pictures. I would love to be able to check it out with yeah. you. Amazing. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Yes, I would love to do that. Most definitely. Well, thank you so much. No, this has been really awesome. And we'll definitely have to have you back on too. Well, thanks. I'd love to. It's been fun. I love every night when I go to bed, I turn on one of your episodes and I I listen to it. (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, you're doing a great job. I love it. Oh, well, thank you. It's definitely, it's a passion. You know, it's been a lot of fun and I'm really hoping to, uh, you know, there's, there's, I've, I got a car now and I just did a job interview yesterday. Um, I know that's awesome. Yeah. Just lots of new beginnings. And I'm hoping that from, from this new experience, um, that it'll give me the ability to actually travel to more of the haunted locations that are around here and start, you know, maybe going live and recording some stuff and just being able to have more content for the shows. Yeah, that's great. It, well, that's yeah. also good things coming your way. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. I'll keep you posted about the um, cemetery trip and, and good luck on the job and let me know um, what happens. I'll be pulling for you. Mm, thank you so much. Well, you have a wonderful night and we will talk again real soon. Okay. Sounds good, Jennifer. Have a great night. Great Bye. Night. Watch your step. Let's you move on day. Lay there quarantined underneath your last breath Hold your tongue, still I've gone The beast that follows is close but will move on Snake eyes always on my
Oh